if we put little Johnny Kim, which I'm sure there's probably one of them in the Micro Wrestling of America Federation. Shout Jimmy out. Kim. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we can come up with a better name than Jimmy Kim. What would you call a micro wrestler that's an astronaut? Buzz Almost. <laughs> <laughs> Can I get a Rob, to the Glass Bottom Podcast, the GBP. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Uh, we appreciate it. Up to my left, Rob with his cannons out and his badass tattoos. What you slurping on there, Rob? What is that? What that is? The we knob. Blue. Oh. Moon. Ooh. Ooh. Slurp. So, firstly, the knob. <laughs> okay. Blue, oh boy. Blue Moon Moon Haze. I do not recommend it, but since it's alcohol, I'm going to drink mm. it. Okay, I understand. I'm same thing. Uh, like your black craft uh, muscle shirt. Rob's got his pythons out and his fucking shoulders. His colorful mic. We had an early visit from uh, Billy Ray Osiris Rex, the hairless cat. That was exciting. It's looking good on the upper left corner, upper right corner, ladies and gentlemen. Shards. What up, Shards? Skolets. Skolets, man. Looking good, man. Uh, you're still uh, working out, dropping pounds. Things are going good in that department. Trying, trying to. Do whatever I can to take away from the fact that I'm a hairless person. Mm. Well, you're doing a great job. By adding mass. <laughs> Fuck yeah. yeah. Hair times mass equals man. Up the mass, <laughs> up the man. Well, you're looking good, dude. Uh, it's me, Mike. And uh, we're at another what, episode 13. Lucky 13. Triscodecophobia. We ain't got this episode is going to kick ass. I guarantee it. Hell it's going to yeah. be the fucking best. Hell Yeah. My polyp removal came back and I named him Oscar Meyer. He was 20 millimeters. I think I misled people earlier because I was afraid to look at the sheet. I thought it was 10 millimeter or five millimeter. I had a 20 mic mic polyp bouncing through my colon. That's badass. 20 mic Oof. mic. That'll blow up a tank, right? Yeah. That's like uh, what? Gow eight. Yeah. Instead of depleted uranium, the doctor, the pathology said it was depleted uh, Johnsonville, whatever that means. Oh, <laughs> I was depleted Genoa salami. Are you, are you sure it wasn't just like a fucking errant piece of hot dog just grafted <laughs> to the inside of your skin? I'm not sure. That could happen. If my nitrate level, which it probably was, was as high as a nitrate level in a hot dog, and a piece of hot dog stuck to my colon, it would start to grow blood vessels and it would uh, come back to life. It would reanimate. I think you're right, Rob. You're on this. I think that's what it was. I'm not a cancer survivor. I'm just a guy who had a huge polyp that was non-cancerous. And you're a I cancer guess, dodger. Oh, <laughs> you oh, fucking asshole. <laughs> I knew he would find an angle. Uh, that hurts. That hurts. He yeah, doesn't got that fight in him. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm a conscientious objector to getting cancer, even though, you know, I've tried my best through my terrible dietary habits and my lack of exercise. Thank you, uh, world. My polyp, 20 millimeters, benign. Close call. I dodged it. Now I'm moving on from that and I'm still eating good. I'm a high fiber lifer. Everything's going good there, but I'm still get three years to get my ass tattoo that we talked about in many episodes. Elmer Fudd rabbit prints going to my butt cheek and my anus. That's going to happen in three years when we're big time in three years. We have lots of listeners and we're polished. We're doing better quality content. I will be able to do probably a live shoot, rent a video crew to watch the reactions if we get support of my ass Ooh. tattoo as they look Ooh. for more polyps. So that's something to look forward to. The other thing, housekeeping, didn't we talk about uh, my friend Rick, Pizza Rick's, Ricky's tattoo? He had a dude named Devilman tattooed on his arm. And I asked you guys who are anime people, do you know who Devilman uh, is? Didn't I ask you guys that? So I know we talked about it off air. Did we talk about it on air? I don't think we did. Uh, there's no way to find out. There's absolutely no way to find out. Well, the tattoo he got, which is pretty rad, is Devil Man Crybaby. And the people I was like excited to tell friends at work, like, hey, I know a guy got a Devil Man Crybaby anime tattoo and nobody knew who it was. So he told me about the plot of Devil Man Crybaby. And it is so us. Like, I did watch the first episode. Is it as dark as it sounds? Uh, it seems to be very tryhardy, to be honest with you. Like it's it's egregiously dark for no yeah. apparent reason. 
Well, I haven't watched it yet, but I'm going to out of respect for Pizza Ricky. Uh, I'm reading the uh, the plot highlights in uh, Wikipedia, and it's it's as dark as dark gets. It's nihilistic, like, and that fits Ricky's personality. Woo, that's a dark one. That's a uh, Colombian coffee dark. So it is. Shout out to Pizza Ricky and his cool Devilman Crybaby tattoo, which is pretty cool. But I didn't know it was that dark. Uh, it's dark, so I should have known that. Any other housekeeping we might have? No, I haven't uh, gone to micro wrestling yet. And uh, what else have I failed at? We're still doing the dollar store steak challenge. That'll probably be next week. We're going to get the dollar store ribeyes. That's going to happen. We've got a lot on deck and we're getting better every week. Our numbers are up. Uh, Salute to the truckers. That's always housekeeping. Always. We love you guys and ladies. I'm impressed by truckers, honestly. And then like I see TikTok videos of uh, duo truckers. Teams, team drivers. Yeah, team drivers. But like their husband and wife. And I'm like, holy shit, what a dynamic. Oof. They say they say never work with your wife, and I'm a firm believer in that. And then space makes everything easier. Working with your wife and living in a truck, that takes that's gonna flush your marriage out really fast. Is like good or bad. It's gonna be like Willy Wonka. Good, ding ding ding, bad, like within a, a ten minutes, I think. What do you think? I agree. But at the same time, there's still people that uh do van life, you know. So if you could do van life with your partner, I think you could do uh, yeah, team but then driving. Work, work adds the stress and, you know, van life, you're just like, hey, man, we're here. We're going to sleep. We're going to walk around, eat granola and uh, barbecue. Truck life is like we have this deadline. We have to get this load off by that day. Why are you stopping to pee when I told you we had to get this load off? Why, I just see nothing but conflict, dude. I will not sign off on driving a truck team with your wife. I just can't do it. Charge, any input? Yeah, I think that'd be tough, especially if, like, your spouse sucks at driving. <laughs> then why are they a driver? <laughs> yeah, because money. Because money. Because one, yeah. of you, one of you had the accolades and the other one didn't, but you vouched for them anyway. Like when, you, oh. like when you lie on your resume. <laughs> when? <laughs> we all lie on our resumes, right? I mean, that's a rite of passage. But shout out to our truckers. Uh, I wish I had a trucker joke for you, but... They're not going over well with Charge and Rob. They don't understand the trucker jokes. But uh, one thing I, I did watch Convoy, if that if that counts. Yeah, I love that. CB McCall, dude. I had his albums when I was a kid. He's got he even got songs. bears in the air. Oh, don't forget Kojak with a Kodak. That's my favorite mm. when I was a kid. Oh, we got a Kojak with a Kodak. Love it. And uh, Smoking the Bandit. Come on. It gets better and better. I'm glad you knew who uh, what Convoy was. That's a lost classic. So... What I wanted to talk about with truckers is I was told by many of the people who trained me that like as a trucker, you're going to get flashed. Girls are going to pull up next to you and flash their boobs. I put in quite a few miles and never saw a single nipple. So it must be me or the trucks I was driving, but either that's fake or it's me. It's probably me, right? Probably. Did me. you see any roadhead? No, I did not. I didn't see any of the cool sexual stuff that truckers boast about. It's not. I'm not I think you're the 1%. Uh, for the first time in my life, ladies and gentlemen, for the first time in my life, I'm one percent. I saw none of that. I did see lot lizards when I parked and had to sleep in truck stops. I saw lot lizards going around making the rounds, but they never came to my truck. I feel like, again, I feel like you know, <laughs> why not me? <laughs> like early episodes when I was like, why didn't anyone molest me? Now I feel like lot lizards never came to my truck. Uh, I'm going to assume that's because I was in a shitty cab over and truck drivers, they know cab overs are for uh, second, third class truckers. If you're in a cab over, I don't think they make them anymore. Huh? Yeah, I don't think they make cab overs anymore. But back in the day, cab overs were called shitter stalls, the old truckers. Uh, and you were a low class trucker if you're in a cab over. You had. To I don't even know what that is. It's the kind that has no hood. Where the motor, it's like a van. The motor is under the cab. Think you know Optimus Prime. Oh, okay. No, Optimus Prime was a regular truck. I think. No, no, Optimus Prime is a cab over. Then yeah. they did not consult the trucking community because nobody in the trucking community values a cab over. They would have said Optimus Prime's a badass. He's in charge. He's going to be a PD, long nose PD. They would have told him that. I think OG Optimus Prime was a cab over. Maybe. But yeah. Okay, but recent cab over with what's her name, the hottie, and uh, the little dude that made one too many movies. That was Optimus was like a. I'm sure he was a long nosed Petey. Yeah, I th- yeah, I think he became a Peterbilt. Yeah, you're right. He old did. trucker, 
old truckers called cab over shitter stalls because that's what it feels like when you're sitting in it. Like your knees are against the dash. There's nothing in front of you but the windshield. It feels like you're sitting on a turlet in a flying J truck stop. Well, anyway, shout out to the truckers. That's housekeeping. One thing I want to talk about that came up this week. You guys are familiar with the lion fish, right? What it's doing? Shards? You ever step on one while you're out surfing? No, thankfully. Yeah, you'd know it if you did. But they live on reefs, and you try and stay above water on reefs. Lionfish are taking over the Gulf of Mexico and the South Atlantic reefs in Florida and, and moving up the coast like lightning. It's an invasive fish that people thought came because aquarium idiots dropped their fish in the ocean instead of flushing them on the toilet like a real man or woman. And uh, it's been a huge scourge. They eat tremendous amounts of indigenous fish, and they have no enemies. Nothing eats them. So a dude in South Florida at the Keys, he was named like the godfather of lionfish destruction. Like he had a restaurant. He started serving lionfish. He started the the whole cry of lionfish are destroying our reefs. You know, come to the Keys, help us kill lionfish and come to my restaurant and eat lionfish. Well, he was indicted this week. Why? Charge, just say why. Why? I'm glad you asked. Because that son of a fucking bitch is the guy who planted lionfish in the South Florida. No fucking way. Wow. Yeah. No fucking way. I lost my shit when I heard that. Yeah. What a dickhead. Just to make money. He knew that they would be invasive and take over, and his restaurant could lead the way on come to the Keys and help us eat these invasive lionfish and bring tourists to the Keys to hunt them and kill them because you can kill as much as you want and they're good to eat. And this son of a bitch, they found paper trails and phone trails that, he actually conspired with people to get the lionfish and release them and uh, start the lionfish infestation, which is completely irreversible now. And they are doing tremendous damage to our already fucked up reefs in South Florida and pretty soon coming up Texas, Louisiana, all those places. So fuck this guy. I'm not so going to say his name. I know this has been a problem for a while, but how long ago did he do this? I think it's been like 20 years. It's been a yeah. long, it's a, it was a long burn. And meanwhile, he was the face of anti-lionfish stuff. Like he was a guy down the Keys saying, you know, it's kill a lionfish day. It's eat a lionfish festival. It's come to the Keys and hunt lionfish with no restrictions. Like eat it, take, kill as many as you can, be a hero. See, so he did it all for money and money. This will be around in 500 years. Lionfish will be ruling our fucking reefs in Florida. And this guy did it for a fucking profit at a shitty restaurant. That's impressive. Now that begs a question. If I kill a bitch... I can go to jail for life and or be killed. When you just completely destroy an ecosystem in a hemisphere, like, is that something you get 10 years for? He's going to get six months in jail, guaranteed. If you destroy an ecosystem in a hemisphere, you should get killed or at least life in prison. What say you, Shards? Tell that to BP. Well, come on. Let's be real here. Uh, they write the laws and have the money to to lobby our, <laughs> our lawmakers. So let's be real here. This is just a normal schmo who did something earth-shaking, like he lit off a nuclear bomb in the ocean. That should be a death penalty if I was king of the world. Life in prison? Something. It can't be like, well, the penalty for inducing in, introducing an invasive species is $500 fine and six weeks in jail. That's just what they have. That's what what, they, gonna be. what do they do for people who start uh, wildfires? In California, it's huge. Florida, it's probably a Laurel and Hardy handshake and uh, probation. Thanks but, for clearing out another field for us to build houses on. Yeah, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> We're tired of those gopher tortoises fucking everything up. So first, I'm, I just want to choke. He's on my list now. If He's on my punch in the face if I get in arm's reach with Dick Cheney. This asshole is on that list. You guys can Google him. I'm not going to put his name out here on this incredibly successful podcast, but wow. You don't I heard it. that. I've been here like 30 years, and most of the time I've been here, I've been here about how the lionfish are fucking everything up, and a guy did this for a restaurant. Fuck. You guy's a piece of shit. Yeah, so I say, you know, death penalty, something. Yeah, that's pretty wild. The next that's, thing like, wanna- that's like some fucking supervillain shit right there, honestly. Like that's the closest you can get to being a supervillain. But supervillains are out for one million dollars. How much did this guy make? If it was a million dollars, wouldn't that be excessive for a fucking tiny restaurant in the Keys? Over 20 years? I don't know. It can't be that much. I feel like he totally Dr. Evil this and, you know, he'd been frozen and didn't know that a million dollars was dog shit to mess up an ecosystem in a hemisphere. 
Right. But like, even if you only make $50,000 a year for the past 20 years, it's terrible. No matter what the metric is, even if it was filthy rich, their lionfish are now part of the, the Southern American Atlantic reef system. And they eat so many baby fish. Like they're just, they go through the rookeries and they just suck it up like a goddamn Hoover or for younger people, a uh, Dyson. There we go. They just sucks up biodiversity like a Dyson. And they taste good, so that's that's a plus, I guess. It's almost like uh, releasing a disease and then profiting from the mayhem it causes. Whoa! <laughs> let's, let's... Too soon. Too soon. But that was a good one, Shards. See? Let's, that's uh... why Shards is on our podcast. He connected the dots that I would have never connected. You're right. Let's, uh, However... I'm cool with that because all the COVID-19 did was fuck with humans, maybe some monkeys, maybe a few uh, bats. I'm cool with humans dying. Just like if you if you gave me two levers, I pull one and a dog dies and I pull two and a human dies. I'm pulling the human because the human knows like this guy is going to pull a lever that's going to kill me. The dog's like, <laughs> that's me doing that on purpose. That's not my fucked up breathing. I knew you guys were going to say something. <laughs> <laughs> The dog's like, hey, man, what's up? Let's party. Let me be your best friend. Oh, a bus. Oh, it's going to run. Oh, why am I getting run over and killed? Oh, this hurts so bad. Dogs go to heaven. Next thing you know, he's playing a harp and he's on a cloud. A human's like, oh, shit. They know what's going on. So I don't know. Uh, it, I'm cool with the COVID-19 more than I am a dude fucking up an ecosystem in a, in a hemisphere. Seriously. That's fucked up. Yeah, I was, I was cool. thinking more like uh, Umbrella Corp releasing the zombie virus and Making money. I, I wasn't talking about real world stuff. I think Umbrella Corp <laughs> releasing the zombie. <laughs> I think you're right though. Umbrella Corp releasing the zombie thing is COVID nineteen. Like it j- it's different. You know, different. Same whore, different dress. My favorite saying ever. Potato, potato. They did the same thing. So fuck them for that. But fuck this guy for that. Even though lionfish is delicious, uh, it's terrible. It's terrible. It's terrible. The other thing. Uh, that we need to talk about is uh, NASA gave the list of astronauts that were going to the moon around, excuse me, around the moon. And uh, I don't know these guys. They're new, new breed astronauts. I know all the old ones like Pete Conrad. I'm a big fan of and the Apollo and Gemini and uh, space shuttle folks. But the part that at first I was mad about, and then my friend Josh straightened me out was uh, my favorite new astronaut, Johnny Kim. What a cool action name is not on the list to go around the moon. You know, that's a bozo job. Just spamming a K and go around the moon. He's probably not being used on low earth orbit missions. And he's not being used on the let's go around the moon and come back party mission. Cause he's going to the fucking moon. I will bet $1. He John fucking Kim. better. I love Johnny Kim. You fucking know Johnny Kim. Shut your face. Yeah. He's a Navy know? seal. Navy oh. seal. Yeah. You both know Johnny Kim? He's he's a doctor. He's a Navy SEAL. Yeah. He's a fucking astronaut. He might as well be a fucking porn star with his accolades. Ooh, I mean, Johnny you know, Kim, he, that's pretty close to an already existing name ooh. anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but wow, I had no idea you two guys would know Johnny Kim. I thought space was my corner, but yeah. Man. I have a shameless plug to make now. Now that Let's we're talking it. about plug it. it. If it's about Johnny uh, Kim, shameless. It is. Plug it. It is. So Johnny Kim was on the Jocko podcast. And if you're listening to this, I implore you to go listen to his story growing up. Yeah, it's tragic. He he, he went through a, a lot in his life um, just growing up. And I love the guy. He's he's everything. He's he's like a man's man. He's down to earth. I, I can't say more about him. He's um, fucking amazing. He also goes back and talks about growing up with his abusive father Mm, and I forgot about that. The trials of his life. Talks about becoming a doctor, I believe. Didn't he go to Harvard? He went to Yale, I think. Hang on, I'm looking it up now again. No, uh, he did go to Harvard. And, uh, yeah, Harvard. Yep, yeah. he got an MD in Harvard. Yeah. Hang on, let me run through his life quickly for the people that aren't like the 75 percenters, and thanks for tuning in, who aren't going to listen to Jocko's interview, which is good. And I heard, I think I heard him on uh, Joe Rogan. I heard him somewhere. And again, my friend Josh turned me on to him. This guy is legit badass for the modern world. Uh, he's born in 1984. His parents owned a liquor store. 
he decided to become a Navy SEAL at age 16. He enlisted in the Navy in 2002 as a seaman recruit, graduated BUDS, Class 247, SEAL Team 3, a special warfare operator. He deployed to the Middle East and participated in 100 effing combat missions. And get this, can you get any more badass? Johnny Kim, I fucking love you. Combat medic, comma, sniper, comma, navigator, and comma, point man. Holy shit. So he earned his cred as a as a combat seal, not as a pogue seal, but as a combat seal. Wow. Kim completed uh he got his flight training at the Naval Air Command. So he's a pilot. He received a Silver Star, Bronze Star medal, both with combat V's for Valor, Navy Commendation Medal, Combat Action Ribbon. Please check out Jocko's interview, like Rob said. Uh, Kim Silver Star was awarded for rescuing multiple wounded Iraqi soldiers in the face of enemy fire. Uh, Jesus Christ, this guy is the shit. And we're just to his military career. Wow. Yeah. And the thing that I like about him the most is when he talks about the stories out in country, he doesn't glorify it. He doesn't make it about him. And he talks about the things that he hated, Mm -hmm. the things that made him upset. And it is so worth the listen to hear this man tell you stories. I I can't recommend it enough, honestly. Nobody can. I can't. And I'm a space buff, but this is not a space podcast. That's why I'm not. This won't be like a continuing theme. But Johnny Kim is effing incredible. And if America needs a dude like Neil Armstrong to hop his ass out of a space capsule and plant a uh, flag on, on Mars or on the moon, Johnny Kim is the dude. This guy is legit American hero action figure. And he's Asian American shards. So even Korean like yourself can eh, Korean Filipino, you know, I'm just kidding. So he studied at Harvard medical school and uh, he was 12 candidates, one of 12 candidates chosen to be astronaut group 22. So now he's a doctor from Frickin' Harvard, not uh, Bob John's school of uh, mail-it-in medical shit. Harvard. Unbelievable, this Johnny Kim. Yeah. And a pilot. I love you, Johnny Kim. I'm marking out, dude. I'm going to say it. I love you, Johnny Kim. And I want your footprint, whatever size it is. Shards, what's your footprint size? My footprint size? Nine and a half. What's your shoe size? Okay. So you're mixed American. So I'm saying Johnny Kim's probably got about a nine. We're going to take a half inch off. I love you, Johnny Kim. Rob? Anything else you want to say about my boy? If you want to hear anything more, go listen to Jocko's podcast. That is J-O-C-K-O podcast. No matter what, listen to Jocko's podcast because we don't want him to hunt, we don't want him to hunt us down. And well, I don't want him to hunt me down and beat me. Oh, down. I want him to hunt me down. <laughs> oh, no. If you want the full well, experience, you gotta drink the Jocko fuel too while you're listening. What is true. that? Is that an energy drink? That is. It's Jocko's <laughs> energy drink. Well, I'm going to drink it just so I don't have to worry about Jocko hunting me down. I respect Jocko. I know the guy. I don't want him chasing me down. I'm a soft guy with a fatty liver. I don't need that. While we're on the topic of space, it hit me when we were talking about micro wrestling a couple weeks ago. First of all, I thought about it for the Navy. I was like, with these micro wrestlers, I've been on aircraft carriers and submarines and battleships and destroyers. There is no room. There's no headroom. I'm 6'6". Everything wants to kill me. Everything wants to bash my skull in. The cots are too small. Like the the sleeping berths are too small. They're like, I think they're like 5'11". Just short enough for a six foot, six man's feet to hit and head hit. Okay. It's probably hard for a micro wrestler type person, a dwarf, if you will, to get a job in this world because there's only certain things they could do. Why didn't the Navy actively recruit little people? It's fucking perfect two for the price of one in a cot they'll never hit their head on bulkheads they can move around the ship like like it's a gymnasium doesn't that make sense to you guys would they be using like beretta cheetahs instead of the beretta m9s of course i mean that goes without saying Duh. okay cool just making sure and uh the uh combat marines on the aircraft carriers would be carrying 22s you know little 38 pistols you know we got to scale everything down but 
two bunks for the price of one. They eat half as much. They can run through the bulkheads at full speed when they hit general quarters and not worry about hitting their goddamn heads. Uh, the showers, you can put the showers lower, maybe even double deck the showers. Somebody come up with the downside. Why is the Navy not saying, are you a little person? Have you thought about a career in the Navy? Come to the Navy. Submarines, we haven't even talked about submarines. You're double, if you half the person, you go from a five foot 11 person to a three foot five person, you are effectively doubling the area of the submarine for inhabitation. You could put extra decks on there. It would be like them in a luxury hotel with space they can't even imagine. Why are we not recruiting little people to be submariners? What is wrong with us? Do you think they're more buoyant? Mm. I thought shards would ask that question, to tell you the truth. (laughs) 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 That is a scientific question we have to get to the bottom of. Buoyancy is mass divided by surface area. So it's possible with their bone structure and other problems that they are less buoyant. But does that matter? You can well, have they t- are in the ocean. <laughs> Since when did Uncle Sam worry about Navy people being stranded in the ocean? They never cared about that. That's so true. let's not even let's be like Uncle Sam and just say if they get into the ocean, they've done their job wrong. <laughs> and that led me to the next question, which came up with Johnny Kim. Why are we not recruiting little people slash micro wrestlers to be astronauts half the weight half the food half the poop half the oxygen half everything and if you're going to say we put a human on the mars we put another human on the moon they don't go uh you did but how tall was that human what size was that human they just say you did it half the spacesuit do you guys know how fucking expensive a spacesuit is what if you half the cost of a spacesuit i see no downside i'm sorry this is too easy this is like fish in a barrel why are we not recruiting little people to go to space? What, what's the deal with that? Plus, if you lose a little person, you know, they're kind of in the circus. They're kind of risking their life anyway with other stuff. I mean, I know this is a sidebar, but they're, they're definitely humans and it's a soul. But, you know, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so they're half everything is what you're saying. Even yes. their worth. Yes. Well, th- didn't the original Constitution say that? Some people ooh, are three-fifths of uh, other people. Like, these guys are literally three-fifths of other people. <laughs> yes, they're a soul. Okay, gentlemen, how much do you think it costs to put one pound of mass into low Earth orbit? What do you think the price is for one pound? Let's say you took one pound of ground beef and wanted it at the space station. How much would that cost you for one pound of ground beef in the space? I'm going to cheat because you told us. Oh, don't cheat. Pretend like you didn't know. Okay, I'll pretend. If I if I were really to take a guess, I would say probably ten thousand dollars. Way low. Thank you, Rob. You're playing along well. Shards, on the other hand, it's twenty seven thousand dollars a pound to get to low Earth orbit. Twenty seven thousand dollars a pound. Putting Johnny Kim in low Earth orbit with all that muscle and brains, you know, that's expensive. If we put little Johnny Kim which I'm sure there's probably one of them in the Micro Wrestling of America Federation. Shout Jimmy out. Kim. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we can come up with a better name than Jimmy Kim. What would you call a micro wrestler that's an astronaut? Buzz Almost. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Rob. Okay, so imagine you get a dude that's a micro wrestler little guy and you're putting him up to the space station. First of all, the space station is going to be twice as big to him. You're not going to head hit on the roof, feet hit on the floor. You're not going to say this suction toilet is so fucking small, it's unhuman. You're going to be like, this is the five-star posh accommodations I deserve. What? Seriously, this crossed from parody and funny into why the fuck haven't we recruited little people to do space and underwater and Navy work? America, wake up, America. I'm on to something here. I'm on to a lot of things that suck. I'm, this is a good one. Austin Powers did it first. With Mini-Me, yes, but I thought Austin Powers would inspire the space stations and the NASAs of the world to say, wow, that's a good economy of dollars. No. So can I patent an idea like this? Can I go to the patent office and be like <laughs> a drawing like like a Wile E. Coyote trying to catch the Roadrunner, be like little person, spaceship, <laughs> twice the room equals money, and then get a patent for this? I hope so. so bad. Rubber stamp that bad boy right now. 
I rubber stamped it. Plus, we got to be honest, little people have limited career options, right? There's not a lot that a little person can do on a lifetime level to make money. A fucking NASA astronaut, a Navy submariner, a Navy carrier person, seaman, chief, whatever, like this, this writes itself. And yet we don't do it. We're like, well, you're, you know, your, your bones aren't straight enough and you're a little short. We can't have you in our Navy. The fuck we can't have you in our Navy. We want you in our Navy. I can see the little uncle Sam now, little uncle Sam with the big head and a little body and a top hat and a beard going, we want you little person in the U S Navy slash NASA. I like it. I do too. Print it and send it right now. It's printed and it's sent. The other thing I want to talk about, we had a little chat about this a few weeks ago, but we shut it down because at work, our buzzword at work is we're wasting content. This podcast was founded on incredible conversations we had at work and someday we'll get together and we'll do it like we do it at work where we just, Rob comes up and says something random and next thing you know, we're laughing our asses off and we're just talking deep into a, we're talking deep, shallow into a deep hole and we have fun. That's what we're all about. We talked about ancient civilizations. Human sacrifice was a big part of ancient civilizations around the globe who didn't communicate with each other. What if that was humanity's way of individually coming to the conclusion that every society will have a select bunch of assholes that nobody likes? You follow me? I'm following you and I, I like it. I used to think human sacrifice was all about the cleanest virgin or the an athlete or something that you didn't want to get rid of, but you're giving it to God because you want God to be favorable to you. What if it was just about getting rid of assholes? They're just a virgin because no one fucking likes them. I didn't think of that. No shit. I didn't think that. Why are you still a virgin? Come with me shards. Yeah. Or they're ugly and decrepit or a Mm -hmm. stain on society. We just got to get this guy out of here. Still a virgin. See, I always assumed it was because the virtue and, you know, righteousness and all that. Now that Rob said that, that really hits. I think we're onto something. They were virgins for a reason. Nobody liked them. They smelled bad. They were deformed. Hey, come here, virgin. And then into the volcano. (laughs) Come here, virgin. Hey, we know you're a virgin. Come over here. Don't you want to check? No, no, we know you're a virgin. No, 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 (laughs) no. Come up here on this pyramid, lay down on this rock. You're, you're going to help us out. I never thought of Rob, what Rob just said. I thought, I just thought of like, you know, the annoying asshole we all know. And then like the elders getting around and going, we have to sacrifice somebody. The moon's in the fifth quadrant. We have to sacrifice somebody. And they're all like, you know, Freddie, he's an asshole. Let's, uh, let's check him out. You know, let's, uh, let's get rid of Freddie. I'm tired of this asshole. Now I realize it's misfits too. Hmm. What if that was the case? It's that guy that always raises his hand and say, are you sure we don't have homework? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or you forgot to assign us homework. Teacher, teacher, you forgot to assign us homework. Yeah, you're getting sacrificed. Who else will we sacrifice in our, uh, what kind of personality will we sacrifice in our primordial society? Do well, you think- the, the Greeks used to, uh, they didn't sacrifice, but they ostracize. That's where the term comes from. What, uh, what is it called when you send someone away? Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, that one. Oh, get us the fuck us out of here. Us. It was great. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, fuck. If I remember the name of or the word. Anyway. Excommunicate. Yeah, pretty much excommunicate. Deport. Uh, one of those. Either of those work. Uh, there would be a Senate vote and the worst senator would get ostracized from the nation. Why don't we do that now, Marco? Right. Rick Scott. What are we waiting on? <laughs> Fucking Diane Feinstein. Oh, there's a lot of them. I like to uh, send down a volcano. Allegedly. I'm, I'm with it. What other kind of people would you uh, send the volcano? Annoying's easy. Uh, underachieving. I would. People I, that cut in line. Oh, I hate that. I hate that a lot. People that don't use their blinker. They didn't have blinkers on uh, ox carts, I think, or horses. Uh, you got to raise your hand. Uh, I'm down with, I'm down with some of those. What about, uh, fat people you know back in the day when we were scrounging for food people like me they'd send me to the fucking volcano they're like look at the jowls on this guy (laughs) did you ever watch lost i love lost (laughs) they were always like hurley how do you stay so fat (laughs) (laughs) so i think uh i think human sacrifice back in the day wasn't just 
sending God the purest and the best of your community. I thought it, they may have written that on their tablature and their cave paintings, but in reality they were doing <laughs> what we would do today, which is get rid of the assholes, the fat assholes, the annoying assholes. And they wrote that down so they didn't look like assholes. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> They're smarter than we thought they were. They're like, you know, some archaeologist is going to be reading this cave painting in 10,000 years. Let's not look like assholes. Let's make it look like we took the best. <laughs> Can you erase the jowls off this painting that you did and make it look like a skinny virgin? <laughs> well, a skinny person. We know Mike's a virgin, so let's just erase the jowls. <laughs> Oh, shit. Oh, man. That thought was well-developed from what we had. I guess the last thing to talk about tonight is Big Pharma. We're not into politics, not on this podcast. We're not into sports, not on this podcast. Uh, but a dude at work who has diabetes and had it for, you know, 40 years, he finally went and got a constant glucose monitor, a CGM, I think they call that. Yep. And it changed his life. But in him researching constant glucose monitors, uh, you know, I learned a lot about it. I usually do when this guy researches shit because he researches shit to the end of time. Like, if you want to know something, this guy knows the answers to what he researched. And uh, at first, he wasn't approved for the good version where you can leave a uh, monitor hockey puck on your arm for 14 days. So he had to fight it out and fight it out. He finally got the insurance company to approve it. And then he started wearing it and he said, man, the batteries, man, when they say 14 days on these remote sensors, it's 14 days. Now, when have you known a battery to be exact on its lifespan? Have you guys ever had a battery that you knew was going to last in a TV remote for three months? A, a smoke detector. You know, you think you get 10 years out of them fuckers. You get random numbers, right? You want me to really peel back the fucking curtain on this one? Well, that's where we're going, Rob. But I'm asking you, did you ever know any battery that lasted an exact amount of time? No, I did not. Shards, vibrator no. battery, flashlight battery, none of them, right? They're all random. Sometimes you get three sessions. Sometimes you get four. Never know. <laughs> well, that depends on length. And we all know you're, you're above average. Anyway, <laughs> so we started talking and thinking about it. I started thinking about it he just thought it was amazing that they knew how long the batteries would last. And I was like, the fuck they know how long the batteries would last. There's a microchip in that goddamn sensor. They just told the microchip after 14 days, start sending warnings. And then after one more day, shut the fuck off. No, it's worse than that. Go on. So my daughter has the same thing. Oh um, yeah. Well, it's, it's not the same thing, but for all intents and purposes, it's the same thing. But there are times when we can, pop it out and they make it really difficult to pop out yeah with uh leaving it still in your skin basically okay. you can pop it out and put it back in or put it in the microwave don't turn the microwave on okay but put it in the microwave and it acts as a faraday cage and it stops sending signals uh-huh and you pull it out and plug it right back into her arm and it'll yeah. just act you get like five or six more days out of it that's wild okay that is wild I think it's re that probably resets it. Like the bottom line is, and I'll bet this will come out like his insurance wouldn't pay for the 28 day monitor. They would only pay for the 14 day monitor. My argument is I'll bet you based on big pharma's fucking humanity history and fucking money grubbing history that that battery already lasts like two months, 60 days. They basically program it. Oh, you're paying for the 14 day monitor. Guess what? The software makes it a 14 day fucking monitor. You're paying for the 28-day monitor? Well, the fucking software makes it a 28-day monitor. The battery will go for two months, but fuck you. We want your money. That's what pisses me off. I bet that's going to come out someday. I fucking hate our medical system, our big pharma. That well, is I'm, bullshit. I'm sure, and this is only to be devil's advocate because I hate big pharma. That is your job on the show is devil's advocate. When it goes to the FDA, the FDA wants an exact day of how many how many days it actually works mm -hmm. and so they probably undercut it so that they will all work to that day but still it's horseshit well rob i hear what you're saying and i used to think that way i used to think that's how science and pharmaceuticals worked but i will tell you without regret that that is not the way this went down first of all there's a revolving door 
you work for a big pharma company, they put you in charge of the fucking FTA, FDA. Then you retire from the FDA or you move out of the FDA and you're back on the board of a big pharma company. It's money, dude. I guarantee this is the work. And where it hit my house, I don't have diabetics, but I have a son that had bad ADHD. He was on Ritalin or uh, was it Ritalin? What's the other one? Adderall. Adderall. He was on Adderall. They would only approve at the time because I don't think it existed. He had to take like three pills a day. And he was a kid. He was like nine or 10. So immediately he's telling us, yeah, I take the pill, dad, and I, I can think and I can study, but then it wears off and I'm back in the trough and I have to go take another pill. So he was going up and down like three times a day with regular Adderall pills for years. Then they came out with Adderall extended release. He finally gets that. And he's like, dad, this is a dream. I take it in the morning. I'm good through school. I come home, I do my homework. And then I, then I, my, my brain goes scatterbrain. Well, I found out from a father-in-law that who's a psychiatrist that that was planned. They had the extended release mechanism for years, but Adderall waited. They first, they put out Adderall to women, children, grownups, and they held on to the extended release because they would lose the patent to the regular Adderall after so many years and would go generic. So they waited till their patent ran out and it went generic. Then they let out the Adderall extended release. You see what they're doing here? Yeah. So they could get another like 12 year patent on the extended release version, which is what the kids needed. My kid needed that. He had to go to the office twice a day to take a pill and he would go up and down and up and down. And he hated it. It was great when it was working, but then he's down. These fucking cocksuckers did that for money. So my kid suffered for fucking profit. Your kid is probably suffering for profit. Like, what the fuck, America? That pisses me off. And it should. I do have some funny Adderall stories, though. Go on. Mom. Mom. I need you to stop listening now. Turn off the podcast, Mom. Rob's mom. If you don't want to worry retroactively, because I'm fine now, you will uh, shut this one off. Rob's a great person. I don't know if he's fine, though. You will <laughs> fine <laughs> and stretching shut, it. Yeah. You will shut this episode off and pretend that it ended in laughs. Uh-huh. Yeah, it will end in laughs. <laughs> All right. I Come warned on. you. I better not get a call or a text message after you listen to this one. You didn't stick Adderall in your anus, did you? Oh, no. Oh, thank God. Okay, go on. So when I was a teenager, God, I might not even have been a teenager yet. uh, I heard all the stories about Adderall, about how it was supposed to get you high. Yeah. And I thought, well, shit, how much of that do I have to take? And how do I have to ingest it? So I, I talked to some friends and looked it up and I found out that I needed to snort it. Uh, excuse me? <laughs> Thank God you didn't have extended release that you were trying to snort. I did have extended <laughs> release. Oh, no. <laughs> snort. Oh, no. How, how'd that go? So, better than planned because I took about six pills and opened them up and ah. put them on the platter. Aren't they and little pebbles? Yes. I thought you were supposed it, to sniff powder, snort powder. Uh, who said anything about this being smart? Oh, my bad. <laughs> my bad. I probably should have crushed him up. Who knows? And you then, were an amateur. Oh, you, you didn't even do that part? He's no. Learning. He's a kid, shards. Okay, so, well, then what happened? Oh so I just fucking full send <laughs> these motherfuckers. Mind you, it's probably midnight at the time. Uh, what uh, is wrong time. with you? Oh, we've got a whole podcast future to unravel this story, but keep going. Uh, and then I thought, yeah, I'm not feeling anything. I'm going to go to sleep and proceeded to have the most vivid, wild fucking dreams of my life. It was Were the they? greatest thing ever. Were they sexual? Was there boobs involved? I hope. They were sexual. I was going to leave that part out until you asked, but well, thank yes, you for including it us was, in your dream. It was amazing. Like it was real. It it should have killed me. Is I'm that a sure. side effect of Ad- Adderall? Like I don't know. That is, I don't remember our psychologist saying your son's going to have vivid sex dreams. So is that a side effect that we should know about? I have no idea. Was it Charlie? just sex dreams or was it everything dreams? Everything With dreams. Everything dreams. So so what I'm thinking is that he he snorted the Adderall 
and then went to sleep and the brain didn't know what to do. So it just dumped a bunch of DMT. <laughs> It probably did. Oh my god! It inadvertently took DMT. Wow! The fact that just I can't get it out of my head. You snorting those little pellets, like I would have <laughs> immediately saw the physics of it and been like, I don't think this is what junkies do. I think they yeah. snort powder, but whatever. Rob's nose is pellets. an absolute unit, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, his nose looked like a nerd's rope. <laughs> <laughs> which so now this led me to believe that well these these don't work because like i just had a dream i didn't get yeah. high right so the next day i was telling my friend i won't i won't say his name because he's in the air redacted Force. yeah um i was telling my friend about it and he said oh man well if they don't work for you i'll take them because that's the oh, other thing no. i heard is that uh adderall only works for certain people uh-huh so I gave him two of my pills immediately after school. We were still like in the schoolyard. Yeah. And no more than 30 minutes later, he's sitting on the ground freaking the fuck out. From Adderall? Yeah. I think I gave him like 120 milligrams of Adderall. Ooh. And you know what I did? I you just fucking away. left. Yeah. <laughs> like a boss, away. you left. <laughs> well. Fucking. What Twelve year old me was yeah. not dealing with this. <laughs> yeah, you did the right thing. Like if you'd have stayed, you know, as a twelve-year-old, you're unculpable anyway as a twelve-year-old. But if you'd have stayed, you would have been in trouble. Yeah, guilty yeah. by association. No. So there's, also, there's where my two for pills. Me. Good. For yeah. You. Exactly. <laughs> That's incredible. Wow. Isn't I have it, never. Exp- isn't it wild though to think about how Adderall, if you don't need it, affects you completely different than when you do need it that's how we knew my son had adhd like he the one soda he barely liked was mountain dew and uh he would drink a mountain dew and he'd become incredibly cogent and calm yeah and me and the wife were like what the fuck like if my other kid drinks mountain dew he's bouncing off the walls and he's up for 12 hours this dude just sits there and philosophizes that's crazy and then also red dye my young, my oldest kid would get red dye, no problem. My youngest kid would red dye. And there was one time we ate something. I think it was hot dogs or something for dinner. And me and the wife and were sitting there and he changed in front of our eyes. Like he went from being mellow and cool to like off the fucking chain. And we're like, there's got to be something to this. Our kid just instantly switched tracks in front of our eyes. There's got to be something to it. But the caffeine thing is definitely, and the stimulants. My brother-in-law has ADHD really, really, really bad. And he would drink like five hour energy drink and uh red bulls and it would make him drowsy i'm like what the fuck so yeah isn't that amazing yeah their brains are wired backwards on stimulants Mm -hmm. rob do you have adhd did it make you nuts or did it make you calm yeah it made me calm i i definitely had adhd calm that's calm (laughs) (laughs) i knew sharks is gonna hit a dinger that's where I got the pills is they were prescribed to me. Oh, okay. So did they calm you and help you or were you on the backside of the fence? I believe they worked, but I was told that I acted like a zombie. So they must've worked way too well. Well, if you go from high strung crazy kid to normal kid, people are like, well, Rob's just not himself. He's kind of a zombie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but also true. it's the dosage. We learned that with our kid that it's the dosage. Like, yeah, you can get too much Adderall and be a zombie, but you can get the right amount and you can function and be amazing. Uh, my Adderall story is we were hesitant to give my youngest son Adderall. We tried, we tried diet. We tried everything. We finally caved in. He got his first day of Adderall. I get to the car loop to pick his ass up for the first day he went to school using Adderall. And this kid was crisscross applesauce in the car loop doing homework the rest of the kids were throwing spit wads and playing grab ass and the kid who usually led that activity was doing homework and i was like this is a fucking miracle drug this is incredible (laughs) i'm the biggest asshole in the world for making this kid struggle for two years without getting it the effects finally wore off and he wasn't as effective but it opened my eyes i was like why was i such a nancy of a parent or a karen of a parent my kid has now learned how to do homework for the first time so I have bad ADHD, never diagnosed, and I've pieced together as an adult. I'm still looking forward when I can. I want to try Adderall when I don't get in trouble for it. I can't imagine what it's like to think like the rest of the world for 10 minutes. What the fuck? 
Just imagine how this podcast could operate if you did some Adderall beforehand. We would not be 75 percenters if podcasts <laughs> wouldn't exist. <laughs> we would be, be like no- Homer when he takes the crayon out of his nose. Homer. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. We would be like the other t- 150,000 podcasts of normal achieving people talking about normal achieving shit. Nobody wants to hear that. Um, There's a million. Mike would realize how beneath him this podcast is and he would just cease to to provide yeah. anything for it anymore. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. This podcast is me punching up at, with you, Shards, and Rob. I'm punching upwards on this podcast. Well, it's easy to punch up when you're sitting on your knees, dude. Take some Adderall, <laughs> you'll be on your feet. Well, maybe I could cook and clean and like, I, I hear college students who, who take Adderall like do term papers and clean their apartments and polish their cars and, you know, play basketball and then still just go all day with Adderall. I think that's what college kids take it for. I don't want to clean all day. I don't want to do any of that stuff. So I probably won't be taking Adderall. Yeah. You know, cocaine does the same thing to people who need Adderall. I don't like cocaine, but it smells so good. Joe Rogan wrote that joke. Anyway, what does cocaine do? It's kind of the same thing that Adderall does. The people who need Adderall. How come I haven't heard of any uh, students saying, boy, until cocaine entered my life, I couldn't do my homework? Because students can't afford cocaine. What the fuck are yeah, you talking too. about? <laughs> I don't know. I'm ignorant to this whole world, but it's on my uh, my death list. I'm going to try Adderall and a lot of things when I get terminally ill. I'm going to see. And I, I'm afraid. I, I am so afraid that when I take Adderall, I will think like a normal human and I will realize Life isn't that hard if your brain isn't fighting against you and changing channels every three seconds. If I only took this my whole life, I probably would be Johnny Kim, I wish. Well, now we know if you can't find DMT, just snort time release and then go to bed. <laughs> yeah, no shit, dude. <laughs> I don't know, man. Snorting Fruity Pebbles doesn't sound like fun no matter what, so I'm not doing that. Crush God, it up, uh, Imagine being a bored fucking teen, preteen at midnight on a fucking school night and that's that's where it gets you <laughs> couldn't you have just rolled over and partaken in self-love like the rest of us preteens nope good for you that's good on your mom <laughs> or your whoever did your laundry at the time oh sure, god <laughs> bless my mom's soul she never said a word about all the starched items she found in my hamper <laughs> <laughs> Most of my laundry was already pre-starched before my mom washed it, and she never said a word. Matter of fact, she told me after the fact that she found my Playboy magazine. A magazine is a photo album full of naked pictures with some articles that you don't read and some dirty jokes that you do read. This is pre-internet porn. That she found my uh, Playboy stash, which apparently was in the laundry room, which is smart, where I never go, but she goes. And she knew about it for years, so she told me way after the fact. She's like, you know, I found your Playboy stash, like, when you were like 12, I was like, Oh damn, that thing went on for, <laughs> that thing went on for a long time. I was like, I was so embarrassed, but my mom is super cool. So instead of blowing me up and telling me I'm going to go to hell, she's just like, Hey, he's a kid. He's got to learn somewhere. So bless her. That's heart. amazing. Well, anything else you clowns want to talk about? I don't think so, man. Rob. Dressing up or dressing down. You're getting naked. <laughs> Good night, everybody. You heard the show. Now go follow the show. Go find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Be a friend, tell a friend, and subscribe anywhere you find your podcast. Catch you on the next one.